0: Hello welcome to Down the Slope, as ever, I'm Ewan and we've got a full house again for the second episode in a row, is that right? Oh no, Greg, you weren't us last week actually, were you? Um, So, two wins in a row in the league, 6 out of 6, top of the league. Um, Just before we get started, I think it's worth mentioning, uh, we are... It's uh, six days short of a year since our first episode was released, uh, so thank you to all the listeners that have sorry, supported us over the last year, and last year's episode, the first episode was called All Aboard the Title Winning Train, so this week's episode is going to be called All Aboard the Title Winning Train 2.0, let's go.
1: <laughs> Harry, 6.36, right.
0: good luck to see you then.
1: Well, well, first of all, I'm all right. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, mate, six out of six, as you say. Um, I think three very good halves of football. I fought against Motherwell. We struggled a bit in the first half. I was not too impressed. But apart from that, I think in the league, we've looked very good so far this season. Um, first half, um, maybe apart from the Hamilton game, where we were 3-0 up at halftime, I think. Um, probably the best performance we've had under Jack Ross, especially at Easter Road. Um, that first half was just sensational. Everything you want at a Hibs team was just there. Like all the cliches I could list off that would just make Liam enraged, I won't list off. But um, yeah, no, there's there's something that I think there's something that looks quite special about this midfield. I think McGuinness and uh, Doyle Hayes in particular, for me, look like there are a couple of shining stars that if they both stay fit and keep playing the way they're playing, we could genuinely be a very, very good side this season.
0: Yep. Uh, Greg, uh, again, apologies, didn't ask how you were, Liam, didn't, didn't, didn't ask okay. how you were. Um, really? <laughs> Good day yesterday the game, Greg, yes, enjoy the first half especially. Yeah,
2: um, I actually turned around to Ewan, um, and then because maybe after the second one, I'd be like, this is more like it, this is what I've been asking for for the last year. Um, And then the second half was, it wasn't disappointing, but I was hoping we were going to score at least one. Um, because mm-hmm. I think they, they were there for the take, and we could have really hurt them yesterday. Um, but we scored three goals in eleven minutes, so I don't think we can complain too much. Um, I think the what the one thing I took away from too much. So
0: there's a complaint coming. Yeah, too
2: much. Um, <laughs> nah, nah, Um, the, the one thing I did mention last season was not enough goals from midfield, and there's McGuinness got two and two. Um, yeah. two very different goals as well. The one last week was purely instinct, and one yesterday was a great header. Um and I'm loving Jake Doyle Hayes in the midfield. Um, I think he just adds a lot more than Harry's pal Gogich. Um So, yeah, no, the first half was very enjoyable, um, especially the 11 minutes. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Liam, I'll stick with the first half just now. What impressed you the most uh, in the opening 45 minutes?
3: Um, what impressed me the most? I think just... Uh, the fluidity with which we got the ball forward at times, um, we just seem to be able to move it through the gears really quickly. Like, uh, people talk about a lot about recycling possession now, don't they? It's a fucking, that's now one of the other things in football. But it does kind of make sense, doesn't it? Like we, you went, you managed to win back the ball. Center half plays a decent pass usually out wide. Uh, whether that was the Boyle, who was a constant out-ball yesterday, or whether that's Doig or Murphy on the other side. Again, both pretty much constant out-balls. We just seemed to be able to th- turn defence and attack really quite quickly yesterday. And then there were times in the first half, like going to use the ultimate cliche, but we were going through them like a knife through butter at points <laughs> in the first half. We really were. Uh, and it just, we made it look so easy in the first or five minutes. I mean, I think the three goals came, what, a 12, 13-minute spell or something like that. I mean, just yeah, just so, so easy. Like, And, you know, it's always really difficult to keep that intensity up for 90 minutes, but I feel like if we'd replicated that performance for the first half and the second half, Ross County could have been in for a proper, a proper doing. I'm talking eight or nine, because it was just that easy for us at points yesterday. yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I watched sports team last night when I when I got back and they they really highlighted how 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 dominant I guess we were we were off the ball. I think we had sort of high fifties, low sixties percent uh, possession wise. I'd imagine in the first half it was much higher than that. I, I guess it maybe evened out a little bit in the second half. But the fact the first goal was 19 passes I want to say, and it wasn't just all sideways backwards. It was working it left to right. Uh, Hamlin and Porteous were looking to get into Jake Doyle Hayes and other midfielders quickly as we could, and then it ultimately it worked and Boyle was able to cut inside and, and get his shot away. Um, also Martin Boyle got the first goal. Harry, um, five and five, uh, for Boyle in all competitions so far. And um, what have you made to his start of the season?
1: I know, like he's he got off to this, well, not quite to this extent, but he got off to a very good start at the start of last season. Obviously, we were all panicking that he was leaving, and that and then the big reveal that he was staying, and he fell off for. Three months. So hopefully yeah. uh, this time he keeps this momentum going because as soon as you get him the ball in that wing, Scottish fullbacks can't cope with him. Like, I, I don't think there's a player one on one in the league that can handle Martin Boyle at the moment. Every, every single team we play, including Rekha the midweek, every single team we play doubles up on Martin Boyle. Um, he's just got that. Because the thing is, when he first came to us, he was very raw and he was literally just paced, but now he's actually a very good football player. Um, and I think one thing we've always complained about is he's finishing, but he's seems to be getting on top of that, like, as much as the keeper maybe should have done better, and the deflection helped it quite a bit, it was still a very good strike of the ball, um, yeah. and I think a couple of years ago he would have taken that shot, I think he would have looked for the ball, because he didn't used to like, shooting for range, but no, very good goal.
0: Uh, Greg, obviously, the goal came from Boyle playing on the left-hand side, do you mm-hmm. think, probably, this is maybe, I think, more down to the, how comfortable Murphy is, uh, playing on the left, but being a right-footer? Do you think having both the guys on each wing is going to add another arse- uh, weapon to sort of Martin Boyle's arsenal because he can cut inside and go by line and he's comfortable on left and right?
2: Yeah, I think as well it makes it very difficult because the two are always changing over. Um, so sometimes when drifts out to the right, Boyle will come to the left and he's got the ability to come inside and, and sort himself up and, and look for the shot. So it's, it's always a danger because he's hard enough to to track when he's on the right only when he's drifting about and he's finding pockets of space, he's impossible to pick up. So yeah. it, it, it goes back to the whole fluid piece and, and how we have been more fluid. We're certainly in the first half yesterday and it makes it so much more difficult for defenders and, and even midfielders to pick these players up because you can't get a hold of them at all. Um, and the pace and, and how direct he is as well just, just makes everything so much better for us and, and so much harder for them.
0: Yeah, um, I think, Liam, it's probably easy for us to say, but we mentioned it again all summer about the wide the options in the wide areas. And um, again, when I got some sports team, they've done that sort of graph when they show where the sort of volume of your attacks are coming from. And it was 17% sort of through the middle. And then on the left and the right, it was really, really balanced. Do you think that is more to do with Josh Doyle being back in the team? Or do you think that is mainly down to the, the wide options that we've got?
3: I think it was, I like it was a cliche years ago but Easter Road pitch is one of the wider pitches isn't it in the top fight, and yeah. I think there was elements of I was us using that a little bit yesterday it's not like um, fucking Tyne Castle, which is about the size of a badminton court it's a, it's a proper full-sized UEFA approved pitch so um, we, we, I think we did use that yesterday to our advantage I also think like um, I, I maybe said to use in the first half is when Matt Macy gets the ball on the feet Josh Lloyd's an immediate out ball every single time because he's tall enough to win balls in the air and the left wing and I think he had a lot of joy yesterday against um, Conor Randall uh, in, in, in the air. And I think just the options of Murphy and Boyle, they both always want the ball. They both, Boyle typically wants to, Murphy wants it to feed. There, there is just typically an option if you use the pitch and you, you, you spread out a wee bit. And I think also just to fucking add even more into that, I would say um, when you've got two kind of central strikers, Maybe there is a bit of a less of a tendency to get wide, and you do go through the middle a little bit earlier on. But actually, because we are playing with your width, uh, and you know whatever you think on um, Paul again, always gives you that kind of run down the outside and the right hand side as well. And um, there's always always balls on. So I do I do feel like we are starting to starting to see the benefits of us talking about the start of the season. Some of those wide options we saw it with Daniel Akai the last ninety minutes. Okay, it didn't quite come off for him, but the options are there for us to play with a really wide system. And I'm 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 enjoying watching it. I must say.
0: Yeah, well, obviously when Jamie Murphy got man in the match, Martin Boyle scored, and both full-backs got assists. So that, like, you can see the we were going on about the centre midfielders last week. Probably at the weekend, I think Joe Neal, McGuinness, and uh, Jake Borges all had really good games, but I would think the wide players probably stole the, stole the show, uh, in the, especially on the first half at the weekend. Um, second goal comes from Jamie Murphy sort of taking on his man, looking to drift inside or go to the byline, pops into Josh Doyle, like we said, he came back into team. And again, um we spoke about it last week again. Load the numbers in the box. Josh Doyle has five players to hit with that cutback, put, puts it out on Kyle his head. Greg, you said he's gonna be played a year, he's not doing much doing much harm with that show, is he?
2: Nah, no, I think I think his overall play is very good as well. He picks up these these areas in the box and he he's always up supporting him. But that, that's what I've been crying out for for. Last season as well as this season, so it's great to see him. Like you know, will always make the overlapping runs. He wants to get forward. He wants to get involved. And I just think that our first half was we go on about complete performances. that was a complete performance. And
0: from McGuinness or or everyone from everyone,
2: <laughs> from everyone from everyone. Everything. The urgency, the intensity was there. Literally, the passing, the moving, and the tempo was all there. <laughs> so, but there is not really a, a lot. Even me can pick up on that. Um, I think Callahan didn't get smashed, but yeah, I think everything was there that, that I wanted to see. And we went on about style of play a lot last season as well. And it looks like we are changing that. We are playing a bit yeah. more more fluid and the passing's a lot better. And yeah, I can't, I can't pick a fault on that first half at all.
0: I think you could see a real intensity, Harry, from the moment we sort of came out. Was it right in the first couple of minutes Boyle had a chance or he flashed the ball right across, across mm-hmm. the edge with six yard bots and yeah. Doyle just didn't get on to the end of it. Um and Liam mentioned going like we were going through them like a knife through butter. Was there any part of you that was disappointed that we only had the three goals um in the first half? Not not disappointed, but you know what I mean? Like I felt like it really, really could have been more.
1: I know, like that that's the thing. Uh, for for me I think free's the benchmark for a hammering. Um, I think if we'd won 2-0 that day, I think um Greg wouldn't have been happy. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> but, um,
1: <laughs> no, for for me like um, goal difference could always be a factor at the end of the season. So you want to score as many goals as possible. But I thought there was a few occasions we were very unlucky in the second half that um Charles Cook boy had an unbelievable block against Deutsch. Um, then Murphy nearly scored the goal of the season as well See so in the first half, if that went in, that would have been an absolute yeah. football before that goal that uh, bit of play was stunning but yeah, no it's good to, well. I, see when Hibs win, I, I find it difficult to talk about them, mate, because I'm that used to moaning about them, because <laughs> uh, the thing is I, I like it, they're, they're doing the talking for themselves just watch the highlights and see how class we were there's, there's no denying at the moment that we are the form team in the league, it, it's annoying, because this, this is the exact time I'd much rather be playing Celtic and Rangers than the likes of Dundee and Ross County. I want, I want to play the big boys and get them battered. whilst they're piss we're good.
0: But. Yeah. You see, um, like you're mentioning with that, with that goal. Uh, sorry, the goal that what the, the goal that wasn't a goal. Uh, the, I actually thought at the time it was a great save from Ross Ledlow, but it was an actually an unbelievable block from one of the centre halves. So I'm not sure who. Um, am I right saying that came from Paul McGinn Again, or did it? Um, or did he play it down to Boyle? But definitely came for the right side and. Obviously, for the third goal as well, Paul McGinn whips in a really good cross into Christian Doidge. and Paul McGinn's had quite a lot of criticism um, at the start of this season, maybe even the end of last season as well, but he gives us a real good foil to Martin Boyle, I think, and we'll get on to the Raker game again. Maybe do didn't put some of his crosses were shit, but I think Paul McGinn creates at least one one or two chances a game with his balls into the box, and obviously that's sort of two games in a row where he's had an assist in the league, albeit I don't know, will he get the assist for the first goal at Marlowe, I'm not sure.
2: No, I don't think so, because it, did M- he didn't hit it? it. Right, but he did hit it. Um, so I don't think he'll get the assist for that. there's
0: deserves Greg, it, but he gets it in that part. <laughs> Greg, you're not Paul McGinn's biggest fan. Um, where did this come you're, from? You were the big you were the big critic at the end of last season. But are you impressed uh, with how he started uh-huh. this
2: season? Uh, I the
0: think he's done well.
2: I think he's done well. He's not covered himself in glory at times. Like the goal away at Santa Coloma, he was poor. Um, I thought he maybe could have done a wee bit more to stop the cross against Rijeka. Um, but going forward, he does give you that out ball, and obviously, he's got Boyle in front of him. But he puts good balls in the box at times. Um, we've we've spoken about it enough what's the difference between a good ball and a bad ball? Good balls are the ones that strikers do the end of the score. All all Pomegans done is put in an area where the the strikers can attack it. And it's very difficult to defend that because you're having to stand and jump whereas the attackers are running on it. Um, So yeah, you get balls in the box, you will score because Deutsch is so good in the air and you've got other players picking up the scraps. But I would like to see a wee bit more from Pomegans defensively, I think. He's been suspect a couple of times this season so yeah. far already, um, and that's not like him. You know, when he first came, he was, he was solid, he was very good. But I feel like he's letting these mistakes in his game. Um, so I'd like to see him tighten up on them. But you can't criticize a boy going forward. Yeah,
0: um, Liam Christian Doyle. Am I right to that? that's his first start of the season, and at least in a competitive game, obviously done well. Aye, aye. First start, second league goal of the season already. Obviously last season it took him a little bit of time here. Eh? really get up and run it was more the second half of the season just were you impressed with, with him obviously got his goal missed up half decent chance as well
3: Aye I was impressed with him I, it was one of those games where uh, like if we hadn't scored and won the first half so comfortably I was having visions of uh looking at Twitter and seeing loads of comments, people saying that Christian Doidge is never a lone striker and he can't play up front of his own and he needs to play in a two and all this. And I think there's 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 probably, like with everything, with every myth that's created, there's there's probably a little bit of truth to that. But I think we talked about last week in terms of getting the two wide players as close to the striker as possible and McGinnis getting close to the striker as possible. That, for me, is the major difference in us from the beginning of this season to the end of last season. It's us making an effort to get into the box, running ahead of the ball. Guys are creating opportunities because they're taking a couple of extra risks maybe to, to run forward. I think all of that helps Dodge. Dodge is a better player when players get close to him because he is quite often a, a good out ball. He's, he's got a half decent touch. He can bring other players into the game, but he will also run the channels as well. Um, so he is a bit of an all-rounder in that sense. Um, but he will He will do both. But I thought he was I thought he was brilliant. First 45 minutes yesterday, I mean, he was just excellent. Some of his touches, some of his upper play was brilliant. Took his goal very, very well. I actually think that he should score more of those kind of goals. Um, I think the positions that he gets himself into quite often. I see quite a lot of visions of him with his head and his hand after hands after those chances. Maybe it's just, you know, a kind of memory or recency bias kind of thing. But I do think that um I do, I do, I do think you'll have a good season this season, based on the, the bits I've seen him in play so far.
0: Yeah, obviously it's um, been the three same three players that scored all six league goals, which is too early in the season to be like, oh, what do we do if we take their players at the team because you've still got Kevin Lisbutz kick kicking, not not yet got a league goal back in the all game. So we've been really impressed with him in the European games and even, and against Motherwell as well. It was, it was superb. And obviously Jamie Murphy as well. uh got man of match yesterday. Um, second half. I think we started the second half. I would say probably at a similar intensity. Uh, to the first half. Um, we was it. Dodge had a good chance for a cutback that uh, got well blocked. And then I want to say it was a really good passing move. That I think Jamie Murphy had a shot from distance that went over. And then it felt like probably from the sort of hour mark that we just sort of put the slippers and paper and just seeing the game out, uh, Greg,
2: what did you make of the second half as a whole? Um, I was only disappointed because I'd seg myself up for like at least three more goals. I <laughs> thought this was this was gonna be that. An, and to be honest, it was going that way where it was going to be an absolute hammering. Um yeah, I think I think a lot a lot of Thursday came into it where we need to look looked ahead to Thursday. games done, possibly taking it taking it easy and very lax, but yeah, we we still did create stuff, but I don't think we're as as good as we were in the first half at all. But yeah, yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start caning folk for being feeling up at half time and then sticking sticking to neutral and letting it roll.
1: Harry, Harry second happy with the second half. Um, I no. Uh, for me, um, the way social media is these days. I'm glad we kept the clean sheet for me because um, if we won 5-1, there would still be the bedwetters on Twitter that would be like, well, our defence is shocking. We can't even keep a clean sheet against Ross County. So personally, I'd rather win yesterday 3-1, or 3-0, sorry, than 5-1. Apologies. Um, I'm, I tend to be quite harsh report just when he has his bad days, but I thought he was very good yesterday. I think the defence as a whole played very well. Um, and I genuinely think if we keep Josh Doig, it does make, mean that we can actually put in our... Shift and Chase Rangers or Celtic, both of them look like they're getting off the slow starts to the season. At one point, one of them will go on like a 10 game win streak and pull away for the pack because that's just how this league works. But there's no reason why we can't challenge for second if we keep Josh Doig, in my opinion. I think the defence, we still need another centre back just for a depth and competition, but I think the team we've got at the moment is good enough to compete at the top end of the table. Anyone got
0: any thoughts on that? Imagine I've
1: said that. That, I that, would that, game.
2: Game. that would be imagination, mate. <laughs> that would be imagination. <happen. laughs> Greg, uh, I... said that last Greg. season. I said, why, why could we not challenge for a second? And I was shot down in bits. I
0: think a better team. Because Harry says it is right. I think we're a much better team now than what we were last season.
2: I would say that as well, to be fair. Yeah. I've got to be honest. Thought, I think we should just back ourselves. Why not?
3: I'll just <laughs> be the voice of reason. I'll be the voice of reason. Um... We were good yesterday. We were really good for slightly like forty-five minutes, but um, the Celtic team that I brought with was going to struggle this season. Suddenly, uh, suddenly, ramped the gears up a wee bit yesterday and absolutely dismantled a pretty poor Dundee side. Um, but I mean, that was six going on eight or nine. I think we Celtic will spend our way between now and the end of the window into second place. I think this season. I still think Rangers are winning the league. at can despite Saturday. Um, I think we'll be third. I think we'll be a very good third this season. I think we may improve on our points total. Um, I think fans back, being back will help us, especially away from where we've already been good. But I think just because we're a bigger club than most of the teams in the bottom six, we'll be a lot of those games, if we're doing well, it'll be more like home games and away games for the players. So I think we'll be third. I think we'll be a very good third. Um, I, I, if, we play, if we continue to play like that through even 75-80% of the season, We'll be in the ship in with a very good shot to win a cup this season as well.
2: Yeah, we'll I can sort of <laughs> like in Norwich and Luton Town just to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree, I agree with you, Liam.
0: I don't, I don't think it's uh, ultimately. I don't think it's realistic to for us to finish second. I would agree with the guys and say that we should we should put up a good fight as long as we can, and I think we will. You know what I mean? Like, I think we will continue. Uh, this good form, but I think like last season, I don't think we'll drop I think I could see us not dropping out of the top four, I could see us really being comfortable in third place come the end of the season, I know, obviously Aberdeen and Hearts have also got six points out of six but I mean, Aberdeen were a goalkeeper chuffing in the back of the net, so I draw it Livy, who by all accounts haven't been great so far this season, Hearts to be fair, two good ones. You got to, like to beat Celtic and go to St. Mirren, but their hearts sort of shite, and I won't <laughs> hear anything other than that. Um, obviously, before we move on to this this uh, game against Rieker, Jamie Murphy got man of the match. Um, which um we all sort of spoke about uh, me, Liam and Greg during the game. We spoke for you after the game, Harry. What what did you make of that? I didn't. i pro personally wouldn't have chosen, but when it came to thinking about a man of the match. I was struggling to get any standout because I thought everyone was just very good. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really see a particular standout, but a special shout-out for me would be the back two. What, well, one? Well, I, I both, oh, aye, the three of them, to be fair. then aye, The three of them, sorry, because I made the change at half-time. Mm-hmm. Well, but who would have been your man in the match? Um, I would
2: probably say McGuinness, to be honest. I thought he was very good on everything he'd done. Got a on another one. So yeah, I was a wee bit surprised when it was when it was announced as Murphy. Um Liam's biggest this is his biggest fan. So um <laughs> I was a, wee, a wee bit surprised at that, but no, nah, I would have given it to McGuinness. So also Jake Doyle has had a very good game again. So I do give it to Ryan Portras,
3: I think just for the way he dealt with the big Huddy that is Jordan White. He's maybe not the most um rounded shall we say of football players <laughs> but I thought uh, Portress just made them look I would say average but he made them look worse than average yesterday to be honest just absolutely dominated them but so well bringing the ball out from the back made the simple passes made some better than simple passes and we kept a clean sheet and um, center halfs just don't get enough nominations I don't think for um, for, for man of the match so he, he'd, be, he'd be mine for yesterday. And
1: yourself Annie. I think genuinely I think you could have put names in a hat and picked one out and it would have been a fair call yeah. I think everybody had a very good game um, I, I, I was I was kind of leaning towards Porteous as well because I thought the defence just looked sound the whole game and obviously he's the only centre-back played the full 90 but um, I, I think Martin Boyle was exceptional um, I think we're just that used to him playing to that higher standard right. that we don't even give him enough credit for it I think the way he terrifies opposition is a rarity on a hibs side um, like the only other player I can remember that does it done it as um, well as he did was Griffiths, whenever Griffiths got the ball people used to fear him, Like you could see centre-backs shitting themselves when Boyle's on the ball um, so aye, no, I'd say Boyle, go on Boyle
0: Would there be an argument there, I'm not going to say would but I'm going to make the argument that Martin Boyle's the best player in the league at this moment in time
1: He's a farm player in the league definitely, but um, I, I don't know if you could say he's better than a team that just went unbeaten and won the league title. I
0: think that'd be a bit of a stretch, but, but as an know, individual player, the... as an individual player, or at least the best, he's for me he's a country mile the best winger in the league. Like anyone else gets close to him? He's, the best, the, to... His he's hundreds, the best he's player outside
3: the old farm. has the best player outside the old Firm for for probably over a season now. Um, on a on a consistent game by game basis, but also looking at across the season, he's the most dangerous player. He's the one player that if you take. Anyone out of our team weakens us the most by quite a considerable distance, yeah. like just because of the attributes that he brings to the game.
0: So nobody agrees with me now. <laughs> I, I, just, I, 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 think, I don't think there's a like what Harry said. I don't think there's a player in the league that opposition teams would f- fear as much as Martin yeah. Boyle. I, I, really don't like. Who would, who would be the direct comparison at Rangers? Ryan Kent. I don't think Ryan Kent's as fast as Martin Boyle. I don't think he offers as much a goal threat. I don't. I don't think they've got a winger probably in the mould. Hey Boyle, I Aberdeen. Just, like, I don't see it. At heart, depends on what your measurement like, of better is, even. though,
3: because you, yeah. your measurement of better, like or like for like, is a winger potentially. But I mean, if you, if what you mean by better is oh. has has a greater impact on the game, there's probably not a player in the league that pains me to say it has a bigger impact on games than Steven Davis for Rangers. Um, Glenn Kamara as well, probably, throwing the mix. Well,
1: and better,
0: in the attacking
1: but... thirds, in terms of influence... Oh, boo! Oh,
0: no, I hate that. What I'm saying is, for me, I think he's the best, the most influential player, because no individual player in any team I don't think influences the outcomes of games as much as... Uh, I agree. I think Steven Davis is probably the best central midfielder, but I think Rangers still win without him. I think, like for me, Martin Boyle is the most important player in the league for anyone team, and I think that makes him up there with the best, if not the best. It was open, it was only a discussion point, lads, and I'm I will back it. I'm, I still think it. I do. I think if he played for Celtic or Rangers, it wouldn't even be up for question. I mean, I think people would be screaming it for the rooftops just because I,
3: I think if he played for Celtic, he wouldn't get in the team. But I'm maybe looking at that through being really? tinted spectacles. I don't know. No, I I just don't think I don't think he would get through the result. He wouldn't get ahead of Forrest. He wouldn't get ahead of even the boy. I do I think Luke's Luke's look, top class, um, and he wouldn't get ahead of Ryan Christie. I'd have Martin Doyle over James Forrest every day of the week. Yeah.
0: He also wouldn't get up front either. I'd have Boyle I'd have over James Forrest every single day of the week. Honestly, what, and right know.
3: now, because I think there's about recency bias coming in there. Look at James Forrest the the last four or five years, mate. Come on.
0: Right now, I'm talking about the best player the, I would have Martin Boyle over James Forrest every day of the week
1: right now. So, wait, wait. You, you, last if, season. If, say, every player was a free agent and you got the first pick of any player in the league, you would take Martin Boyle over any Rangers player. You get, you get them for free for a season, you get them for <laughs> one other, season only...
0: The, maybe, uh, back back than, other than, <laughs> maybe other than uh, maybe genuinely, maybe other than Taverney, honestly. We've got Jake Doyle Hayes, what do we need fucking Glenn Kamara for? I think Doyle to be
1: fair. Big fine
0: it, I
3: want, I want, but I want, yeah.
0: I, I, like, if I'm like, you're, you're saying every agent's free agency. If I'm, I've not got a fan this football team this season, but if I did, Martin Boyle's the first player I'm signing. Goals, assists. Uh, he can take penalties. He can to beat players easily with pace. He can cut inside. I I, I just, I not I, I'm happy to go there. And I would probably even say until probably the start of last season, I wasn't as hot on Martin Boyle as other Hibs fans were probably. But no, I, I, I do. I think he's the most, um, definitely the most influential player in the league. For any one team, I don't see any player that has as much impact on on their team as Martin ball does for Hibs. Anyway, uh, you can all be boring and no backup Hibs players just suck up the old fans' ashes as much as you want. Uh, we've got the second leg of the European game on Thursday. Um, obviously we played, drew one one at Easter Road. Um, 90 missed chances on
1: Thursday night, Harry. I know it was it was quite frustrating. Um. After the game, because the thing is, for me, we're a much better team away from home under Jack Ross than we are at home, and that's the main thing that's telling me with confidence. Um, I I didn't really think they looked like they were up to much. However, there was a couple of times where they cut in off the edge of the box and the shots they were lashing, like they had some power. If they get one of them in target, it's a goal. No keeper stopping that. So it's definitely something to watch out for. I did find it funny, though, how it was definitely a tactic to let their right back put in crosses all day. And he might actually be the worst crosser I've ever seen in my life. Because everybody in the stadium was getting frustrated at it. It was like, Stephen, look at this space he's got. And then he wouldn't even beat the first man. Stevenson would be 10 yards off him, getting the ball and clearing it. Mental. But, um, I think it was
0: testament to Stevenson Stevenson how well he dealt with their right-hand side. Because I didn't feel that like Jamie Murphy-, Murphy gave him much help in that regard. No. But I think Stevenson, like you say, I think he was happy to let that guy have the 10, 15 yards, and he if he focused a lot on the the boy that scored. Um, I think his name was Prince. He had on the back of his shirt number eleven. Uh, oh, I think I think that was his name, and it, f- it felt like everything went through him. Anything that uh, anything they done well. But when were you, were you pleasantly surprised by how good Hibs were, or were you more surprised at how? Not not
1: going to say average
3: or bad, but did you expect them to be a bit better? Aye, both. I was pleas- pleasantly surprised by how good we were. Um, but then we went and backed it up on Sunday, so maybe I should stop being so surprised and actually just be accepting that we are actually quite a good team. Um, mm. I was a wee bit underwhelmed by them as well. I must say, I kind of topped them up as being potentially technically quite a good side, and I didn't really see other than, uh, I think the boy Prince that you were talking about, and then um. I think I think and the odd touch here and there. I didn't really see anyone in their team that I thought was particularly handy looking. Um I dare say we'll go over there and there'll be a different team at home in front of their yeah. home fans. But I I, I, did, I honestly did not I, it it, drew, it felt like it felt a wee bit like we were playing like Dundee United. You know what I mean? I was that that was it. the kind of standard of football team that we were playing. Um I I, I I mean, we're going to come out and talk about predictions and stuff, but I, I, I think it's a much more winnable tie than perhaps we first thought away from home. So, yeah, I think I think, I think it's it goes out the same. But to play for on Thursday night.
0: Aye, Greg, um, we were, we were all at the game together. Um, what, what 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 did you think of it as a as a gen as a general game, and what were your main thoughts coming away from it? Um,
2: I, mean, I thought that manager was totally incorrect in what, what he said before the game. Um he was actually quite disrespectful if I'm honest. Um oh, sorry and,
0: and Have you seen what the one of the defenders has said today?
2: Well
0: he doubled down on that. I'll just give you a quick quote before you go back on to talk about the rest okay. of this. Against the Scots, the most important thing is to keep the ball on the ground because they don't have the right answer to us. Hibs played with a lot of aggression and high balls, and while physically they may be a lot stronger than us, whenever we put the ball down and passed it, they had no idea how to respond. The atmosphere in the stadium was great, and it was a pleasure to play in, especially since it wasn't too warm. I thought Hibs were good at set pieces, and it's important for us to be careful and not give too many... Bills away near the penalty box but everything is in our hands now and with the game being played in front of our fans, the outcome should be a lot different. We have had a lot of injuries but we have players coming back now. Once they recover, I think that we have the quality to go on and win whatever group we're in when we get to the conference league group stages. Has he
2: been sniffing glue? (laughs) (laughs) That's quite the worst show I've ever heard in my life. uh,
0: Do you know the boy that should they give away the penalty on Mark Boyle? the last oh, no. like ten and a half? That bullpen. Yeah. Bull the like, he was getting
2: torn for our right. paper, and, yep. and we have no answers one. to them playing five-yard passes at the back.
0: That's the, at
2: the same boy? Aye, aye, perfect, I oh, will. I'm glad he's piped up, because he offered absolutely nothing last Thursday, and he's offered nothing again in the paper today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I really don't care if they want to knock the ball sideways. Like Barry Ferguson made a uh, for (laughs) for 90 minutes. It's pathetic. Like, it wasn't too warm. Okay, grow up, mate. That's absolutely ludicrous what you said. That's really annoyed me. Uh, I don't see how we're a a, a route one team.
0: Did you watch (laughs) the game and feel like they were going long? because no, I, I hate
2: that, and I didn't think we would we'd done that at all. I thought there's a difference between being direct and being route one. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't take our chances, which was poor because we should have. They scored with their pretty much only only real chance. Um, but okay, if he wants to go on about injuries and back in front of their own fans and how it'll be a much different outcome, I don't know what he's basing that on. I mean, nah, nah. I'm going to ask him what the weather's going to be like on Thursday. It's going
0: to be too <laughs> might, warm? Maybe too warm. Absolutely,
2: absolutely pathetic. I did yeah. make any other creation. Of Sean Batty playing at left back. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, man, I ain't got better with Sean Batty at left back, than that boy <laughs> didn't <Nobody laughs> get anyone. He was getting absolutely torn apart. So I don't know uh, what I he's piping no, up for. No, this is the thing.
0: So we, we, I, mean, we I mean, I, I, I mean, if,
2: if Dan McKay could actually finish, then. We would have gone over there with a, a lead and what's he saying then?
0: Well, this I, I really don't understand
2: what he's watched on Thursday anyway.
0: So this is their left back that's saying this and Harry, all three of our main chances in the first half were almost carbon copy and they all came from the from our right hand side, either Paul McGinn or Martin Boyle cutting it back. I think Paul McGinn cut it back to, to Boyle initially so a uh, sort of half volley straight down the keeper's neck and there was one, uh, either Boyle or McGinn cut it back to Murphy in almost like that same position. He sort of scuffed into the keeper's arms and then there was the other one cut back to Kevin Nisbet when he sort of, again, sort of didn't really catch it. Um, it felt like on against Rekha really, that that right-hand side or sort of their left-hand side was going to be somewhere that we could probably really exploit. Would you expect to see that again? It, maybe even more so. Uh, being away,
1: you'd probably expect us to count it a little bit more, maybe. I think the best chance of the game, obviously, was uh, Lewis feeding someone. He was very unlucky not to score it, but um when he hit the post, Mm. Do
0: you
1: think that's the best chance though, or is it just like you're not? I, I, I think, you, I think, I think if you've got if you've got someone that's no a left back, I think that's in the back of the net. I think you expect your winger to score? I was nothing against Lewis Stevenson. I think that was a, as clear a chance as you'll get to be honest. But I thought he hit it well. It was just very unlucky it didn't go in. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. I I think I I wasn't too impressed by their bright sided defender. Like I thought he looked a bit pishy. I think if Doig starts, I think he'll run it a lot more. Because that's the hang with Stevenson. Obviously, Stevenson defensively was magic. Then he did get forward. And the one time he got forward, they weren't expecting it. So that's why I was one-on-one with the keeper. Um <laughs> But, I No, as as, as uh, Liam mentioned earlier, I think that our strength at the moment is playing wide, getting the ball wide and letting um, Boyle run at players is definitely the strength of this team. Um And if these guys are more about crosses so much, we scored from two crosses at the weekend there. So just pump balls into the box and get Doig and... Perfect. Doidge and the Guinness to hammer them home and then run to the manager, he'd butt them and spit on and say, get to round you. take that for the hoofball. <laughs> there seems I don't to be know, a real I don't know who the
2: right centre half was but he couldn't have trap a bag of cement either. <laughs> and I think I think it was a left centre and a half that tried to pull handling pass every time and it ended up in the stand every time. Oh, that <laughs> the, oh To be, to be quite it. honest, oh. he's not a football player, is he? So, hit he's a man, the, that's all he is. They, did hit
0: the, they did hit the front row of the east stand on a good four or five occasions in the first half, like. Um, Liam, we obviously made two, two changes yesterday uh, with Doig and Doig coming in from this bit. And um, Stevenson, assuming everyone's fit, would the two that started last week come straight back in? Would there be any other changes for you? What would you be looking at?
3: I'll tell you what, um I think will happen. Um, and I think he'll play the same team as Sunday, but I think he'll bring goget back in for Doyle Hayes away well, from home okay. Europe, classic, bring home the guy that's like, uh, I'm trying to an analogy to describe the difference between uh, Gogic and Luke, uh, Luke. Doyle right. Hayes. <laughs> Gogic is that guy that can, the older guy, well that's a terrible stereotype, but you know that person that can't even type properly on the keyboard and does like hunt and peck, like goes looking for <laughs> it.
0: <things>? And Jake <laughs>
3: Doyle Hayes is a, a, someone who can just type naturally without looking at the keyboard, like he's wow. like bit speaker and it. just makes things look easy, whereas Gogic makes everything look hard. Um, Still love him, but makes everything look hard. Um, so, I think he'll come in um, and I think he'll stick to Doi. But what I would do is I'd probably just keep the same team on Sunday because, you know, we've talked about it already, but can't really fault anyone's performance on Sunday. I would, I would just go with the same team. I the,
0: uh, saw so if Nisbet's fit on the bench. Aye. Aye. Yeah. yeah. Um, Greg, Harry, same question to you. I think Nisbet, I would expect Nisbet to come in if he's fit, but I'd have absolutely no issues with Doi starting. He's- at the end of the day's played, what, 120 minutes of league football and scored two goals. Uh, Josh Doyle, does he play or does he go for the more, I don't know if tried and trusted is the right word, but Stevenson was superb last Thursday night. Where would you land on that one?
2: Um, I think purely for how bad they let, their right back was, I would just play Doyle. I was thinking about this okay. yesterday, but I think Doig, the, the we've got nothing to fear going over there. It's not like we need to sit in and protect anything, so... They, they, they don't worry me. Mm-hmm. They had one chance and scored, but how I many teams come to you, you wouldn't do that quite, quite after you? <laughs> um, I think we should just play the best team and go for it. I think Doyle will give you more in the attacking sense, so I would go with him. Not that Stevenson but, uh, played badly, um, but yeah.
0: Would you be surprised if Jack Ross brought Gorgic in over Jake
2: Doyle Hayes or any of the other yes. midfielders? Uh-huh. Would that surprise but you? It's not a game for Gorgic. We don't.
0: We don't need to sit. So, it's not a
2: game this season? I don't think Gorgic should be playing. I'm just going <laughs> to say that now, but I really don't think this is a game for Gorgic because why would we sit in against them? I don't. I, I don't think we need to. Jake Doyle Hayes does a job well enough for me. So for me. He's got to play. I'm absolutely feeling after back. what that boy said there. For me, it's not so much about sitting in.
3: I, I think it's about having someone who naturally wants to disrupt the play. And i, I probably do not see enough of Doyle Hayes to know that he can do that role or not. I, I, I think there was elements of, on Sunday. I don't know if you guys saw the 9125 analysis on Twitter earlier on today, but he was talking about um, how Doyle Hayes, when he was getting the ball, was kind of dropping into sort of centre-half to play. You know, play out balls essentially. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. doing justice to his tactical analysis because he said it far better than I could. But um, I thought I thought that that was probably more of a strength rather than breaking the it's game almost, up in some respects. It's
0: it's almost that Bartley McGeeoff argument from under under Lennon, isn't it? Is there um, was there games where one was more needed than the other And am I right in saying that it never really translated into a Bartley or McGeeoff argument? It, oh, it tended to be. Well, in the second half of the season, maybe Scott Allen dropped out and you've seen a midfield three, Bartley, McGinnon and McGeoch. Because for me, I think we mentioned at the game, uh, Jake Doyle-Hayes looks like Dylan McGeoch in terms of style of play. um, He has that hold in midfield that you say, well, just just give me the ball two yards off the centre-half and start the moves. And I think Dylan McGeoch was actually underrated at breaking up the play. And I just think probably the games that we've seen Jake Doyle-Hayes and we've not seen if he can do that yet. Um, was there anything in Thursday night's game, Harry, that would make you think we would need potentially a over a Jake Doyle Hayes?
1: I, I, I don't personally. I think that um, moving the ball around quickly against these guys will be important. Um, obviously, you know, I love Papa Gogich, but but um, I, I think he has often quite a rough start to the season. He's not been overly impressive when he's played, so I don't think that his performances have warranted him playing. I think Jake Doyle Hayes has earned a spot on the team, and I don't think. For me personally, especially how little Jack Ross rotates the team, I don't understand personally why he would drop Jake Doyle Hayes. Um, I, I do like the idea, though, with Deutsch I, I said at the game last week, I think that game suited Dodge more than it suited us, but just because they didn't seem to like it, like physicality. And Josh uh, Christian Dodge jumping up and winning headers and that will just wind them right up. And then obviously against Motherwell, we went to two up top when we um, needed a goal, and we ended up getting two. So... And I think uh, keep the t- same team pretty much. I'd I-, I play the exact same team that played against uh, Ross County myself. I wouldn't have any problems yeah. if I kept the team the exact same. Because you, can, re- you would... can rest, like genuinely, one of the Comarnic game, I-, I really couldn't yeah. care less. As long as we're in Europe, we should be focusing on the league in Europe. If, even if it was a Scottish Cup, I wouldn't care. I think that you just need to go for it in this game. I think it's massive.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I would. If I was picking the team, I would probably pick the team that played against Ross County. But I do get a feeling that he loves Kevin Nisbet. And if Ke- there may well be a reason Kevin Nisbet wasn't in the squad yesterday. And that, you know what I mean? I think he pr- if he needed to, he probably could have played. So I wouldn't be surprised if Nisbet came in. And yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Stevenson played either. But I think I would rather see Doig. But I- I'm almost expecting Stevenson to play. And um, but obviously, Harry, you mentioned after impact. Um, Sir, but can we get a score prediction from each of uh, before we move on? We'll talk about the Kelly game and re- the return of no social distance inside the uh, inside the stadium, which is good news that came out today. But what would be your score predictions for Thursday night? Or even if you just want to say if we'll get through or not, we'll if get you're through. not bold enough. One nil. Can you
2: give us one a- now Liam? Two nil. Heaps.
1: What two I think we'll take the league, the league wise and I think we'll score about 10 minutes to go. be absolute limbs in the living room that's what it'll be I, I think <laughs> that
0: it's going to be very tight my heart's definitely saying like 1 or 2 no Hibs but I think this could go penalties because
1: like no away goals, eh
0: I I think I think I I could see this scoring penalties. Um, I don't I think it's really important that we score first, and I actually feel like with this team, if we score first, then we actually could not pump them, but like win comfortably two or three. But if we can go one nil up and frustrate the life out them, we've got so much pace to counter attack that All if right. we've got our shooting boots and our finishing boots on, then we can we can take
1: goals off them. as a map and mad this, this team we've got is suited, is suited to European football, in my opinion, because most of the most yeah. of the teams that do well, especially like the non like elite teams, tend to be very quick on the counter. I think I think we've got a team that's picked off for this same like.
3: I think if we win a lap, there's no way it's staying one nil. Mm. I just uh, I, the 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 defense were so deep at points last week um, that they'll, if they if they they're, they're chasing out. the game, they have to come out a wee bit. Yeah, they're finito. So yeah. I, I, I I think if they go one a lot, it'll be will be two or three. Um, but we do. We are relying on going 1-0 up, a lot, because I think they also do like the kind of team that if they go one a lot, well, we can send so Johnston, the it. fuck it is. of us.
0: <laughs> uh, man, I could I would agree with that. There was a, there was a spell. On Thursday night, I think Jack Ross did identify and made the, when he made the three changes, but there was a period of the game where we were chasing shadows a wee bit. And I think it, we just looked a little bit like, and Jack Ross mentioned it on his post-match on Sunday as well, that maybe in the last 10, 15 minutes, we started to just conserve energy a little bit. The players probably were getting a little bit knackered at the end of the game, hence the drop-off from the first half speed. But, um aye, so, like, we, like I just said, Hibbs announced, what, a couple of hours ago that... um we're back to full capacity. So we're we only opening the, we're only opening two stands, uh, for the Cornmarket game. So I think did it say that'll be about twelve thousand in the east and the west stand. Uh, whilst work's just getting finished on the south stand and the same as five stand. Um, notice I said west stand and not main stand there, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, that's great news, isn't it? Back to sort of uh, a limited full capacity and then a, a full capacity, hopefully for a European playoff tie, if not the Livingston game. Anyone. Yeah. I,
2: um, I, I'm, I, I'm we, we just look at each other and wait on someone else going, and then it's too late. We I all dive in at the one time.
1: I'll dive in. I think the, the atmosphere a bit seemed to struggle to get going. I, I don't know if you guys felt the same. Um, I felt like not normally against Ross County, I don't know if it's just because we didn't have the singing section in, um, but I just didn't think there was that much in the way of chanting going on. Obviously, you're only against Ross County, but it's, same as the European game. I just didn't feel like because. Hibs fans are notorious for always, like, my favourite is a um, But there wasn't really much of that going on. Um, so hopefully that comes back at the weekend. I wouldn't mind getting a few sing songs on the go. I
3: think you can put a lot of that down. People not being in their familiar seats, like you say about ah, the singing yeah. section, but also people just being in unfamiliar surroundings. You have quite a lot of the West Stand Brigade and East Stand and vice versa at mm-hmm. the weekend. So um, I think once we return to our seats, uh, once we get the singing section back in section 40, I think I'm right in saying that. Um, yeah. I think. I a
0: think they may be
3: a little bit further along actually. I Drastically. Section section forty four. Right. They're gonna rename themselves. Oh. Um <laughs> <laughs> no nah, I, I I think uh, no, I think it'll be be a, a marked difference probably it, the first leg of the Central European playoff tie, fingers crossed.
1: Fingers crossed. Um, Give us Bohemians, come Let's go honest,
3: on. <laughs> Livvy at home. Like, you know, I would love for us to sell out against Livvy at home, but mm. Livingston are not going to supplement that with any away fans, are they? Because no. we've no got any. So um, I, I think we just, I think really, to be honest, that European game, that could be huge for us. Eh? I don't want to put too much on that, the but leg, if we get yeah, through against yeah. Rijeka, or is it the second leg, can you imagine Bohemians away with a tie and a balance on a Thursday night, warm Thursday evening at Easter Road, a few pints, well. walk up to the stadium, got your T-shirt on, it's all set up Aww. nicely. Like absolute hairs on the back of my neck just thinking about that. We walk along Albion Road, but I just I, I really 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 hope that we get through in Europe just just for that purpose because I want I want it to feel like when we go back I do want it to feel special. Like it's been a long time away, and I know we've obviously been back, but like when everyone's back in front of Earth, yeah, the you. Road, I think it needs to feel it needs to feel like Thanks. like a remarkable occasion. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I thought
2: that the the atmosphere against echo was quite good. Um, obviously, Harry mentioned that he didn't feel like it was it was that great. But I thought that there was a couple of tackles went in and the place erupted. Um, I actually thought that it seemed like there was a lot more fans in than there actually was. I agree. Um, I I,
0: I wonder. I, Rick, just, I, was, uh, I wonder if that's because we're not used to being in the stand. Obviously, Harry is used to being in the stand regularly. And. I've I've probably done more singing in the last couple of games than I have in the last two years at you. I don't normal see not a soul sings at all.
2: But yeah, I, I just really felt that the atmosphere against Rijeka was, was brilliant. Um everyone was getting behind the team and I like it was quite, quite tribal at times almost where you know, we're, we're driving them on to do stuff and and everyone was getting involved, and it's good. It's good to good to hear, and good to be back involved in that game.
0: I think, do you know what? Against Rater, it was the first time I felt like, oh, fuck, being back at Easter Road has really just hit home, because the start of the second half, I thought we were playing really well. There'd been a real spell, and we were right at it, right at it. Atmosphere was starting to get going. And what happened? <laughs> they scored. Like, that was, like, I felt like the atmosphere was just really starting to tick. We were starting to dominate the most of the game that we had. And they scored and I was like, ah, this is what I'm used to at Road. This is much more like being
3: at home. One one of the important factors was not really discussed as well was the presence of away fans, like away fans Aye. in some respects. You do need to bounce off away fans at sometimes at home games, it does add to the atmosphere. And I think, you know, obviously different clubs seem to have different policies of what they're doing with away fans. Um when 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 folk return, but I think you know, there's an element of actually just having a few of them in there is quite good for the atmosphere. But We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I would love us to be in a position where we we only gave them a small, small portion of the away section. it was, there was a greater number of home supporters. But I think with just eleven thousand season ticket holders, it probably feels like it's probably some way away yet before we can realistically achieve that.
0: Yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that. To be fair, I think, I think most clubs will go back to now that I'd imagine. Now that most clubs have said full houses, I imagine that will be back to. But there'll be away fans. I know Aberdeen have confirmed full attendances and there's no danger they're selling out Cotodry. I know it's Hanks and Johnston have confirmed uh,
1: again. aren't
3: uh, Yeah. So Johnston actually put out a comm saying that uh, there was no away fans and then had to notice? correct it saying it was no away fans against Galatasaray.
1: Aye.
3: Uh, but I was going to say, because if they hadn't corrected that comms like an hour later, St Johnston were no away fans. <laughs> May as well play behind (laughs) fucking closed doors. (laughs) (laughs) Played in the local park, full force for jumpers, man. Do me a favour,
0: Harry. Answer your question. Neither of the Dundee teams have said anything yet. I don't think. Um, By all intents and purposes, it seems. I think I've got a couple of Dundee. I think I've got a Dundee fan and a Dundee United fan that are quite vocal on Twitter, and it seems like Dundee Council were uh, almost as slow, if not lower than Edinburgh Council um, with their sort of allocations for the, for the Dundee St Mirren and then obviously Dundee United against Rangers at the weekend um, but anyway, moving on uh, obviously like we said, Kelly and the League Cup on, on Sunday, Harry your least favourite time of year, second round of the League Cup but um, would you expect to see wholesale changes especially if we win on Thursday to then rest up for the fall on Thursday night?
1: Like, see, last year, I think the reason I wasn't that fussed on the League Cups, the fact that I thought getting third was the absolute priority. But now with Europe, I, I don't understand why you'd play risk anybody in a game like that. I, I would be playing very low tempo. I'd be making at least six changes. Anybody in the squad that can play that's not a first-team player would be playing. I just I, And the thing is, Kilmarnock obviously off to an all-right start in the championship, but they're a championship team. If they upset us, who cares? Like, I'll, honestly, kind of, even more so than last season, I do not give a flying shit about that game. If we get beat, I'm not going to be bothered at all. <laughs> I love how
0: open and honest you are, but you're just, you're just total lack of interest. Can really cut that. It does flame on that a wee bit. But William, do you think it depends on uh, the result on Thursday night? What sort of team we'll put out on on the Sunday? Yeah,
3: it depends if we go what the result is on nine. It depends if we go 120 minutes or not. Or 120 minutes, and then flying back to Croatia is probably quite a lot to ask. to field are really similar, eleven. So I would imagine we'll see quite a lot of changes. Maybe even we'll see a couple of French players coming in. Um, and I think that's not necessarily a bad thing because there's been a few guys who've maybe got stripped so far this season in competitive football. So Jamie Gullin, uh Dre Wright, you know a few others who just David haven't really had an oh, opportunity. Um, surprised actually Stephen There's no not going out and loaning it anywhere yet cause it doesn't look like he's going to be getting much of a look in uh, this season so anyway um, so right, I would imagine there will be a good number of changes against Kelly um, and I think Kelly will probably win the championship this season without too much yeah, of a so. stretch so they'll be, be a decent team as well so it's not like it'll be, be a walkover and Tommy Wright's pretty seasoned knows what he's doing um, but even with a second string I think it will be a competitive game, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, uh, Greg, which Hibs player is going to score the winner for Commandic on Sunday? Fraser Murray, Jason Naismith or Stephen McGinn?
2: Uh for Stephen McGinn on Hibs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I think it'll be an. I do think it'll be an interesting game. I think a lot of it will depend on how we. Well, if we go through on Thursday, I don't think it matters whether we go ninety or one hundred and twenty. If we get through, then I don't think I think it'll be eleven changes. If that's possible for us to do it because it's going to be sandwiched in between back-to-back away games the potential obviously if it's going away to Ireland it's not going to be as stressful but if you're going to Greece then I'd imagine you're probably leaving on the Tuesday I'm guessing um, for, a, for a Thursday night game maybe the Wednesday morning and so if, it's in, uh, if,
3: it's, if it's in Dublin are we, are we charting a down the slope ferry over, uh, over to the Emerald Isle Wait, we're
1: all getting boats we're just paddling over it's going to be class uh, yeah, those <laughs> will go <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll, I'll,
3: Irish I'll she's a harsh mistress,
2: like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll push back. I'll push back the mortgage application by a month, just so so I can so I can come. Um, just an FYI for anyone that is, uh, it's a two o'clock kickoff on Sunday, not three o'clock. Don't know, not don't know why. Uh, I think Ray Aberdeen's at twelve. I think that's on the telly, and then I think Celtic Hearts is on the telly as well at three o'clock, but we're at two o'clock for. Whatever reason, I'm not entirely sure why. But, yeah, it um, would be good to get as close to 12,000 in the ground as possible, obviously. Can't imagine we'll sell that much. Just, it's been an expensive month following Hibs already if you've been to all, if you've been to all the games of the European games. So, I'd imagine a lot of it's been a game. If we win, it's only going to get even more expensive. But just before we wrap up, how be the week? Who gets everyone's nomination this week? Start off with yourself, Harry. Uh, Martin
1: Boyle. He's just quality. Um, and it's still a meme I don't think he's won high be the Week yet since we've been nominating him because we had the meme last year where everybody would nominate him at least once a week and then he just wouldn't win it um, but nah I think five and five unbelievable start to the season um, and uh, this this is quite an, a hot take but I think he's the most influential player in the league um, <laughs> I don't think any <laughs> nah but I'll, I'll go Martin Boyle hey, I'm going to come Hello. in and
0: I'm going to say Josh Doig I thought Josh Doig was really good and I think Credit to his performance as well. With everything that's been going on, I think I was in, I was intrigued to see how he would play at the weekend. But I think testament to him, despite all the stuff, he, he played very well. How about yourself, William?
3: I can't believe you interrupted me to go with Josh Dyke because that that's that's definitely <laughs> <not> <laughs> go- go- That was that was an absolute waste <laughs> of an interruption. That. Uh, wait, are you, wait, nah, no, you're,
1: you're going to go Jake Doyle Hayes and then Greg's going to go McGinnis. That's my guess.
3: Oh well, actually, exactly it, I'm going to go for that? I'm going to go for Kyle McGuinness before Greg gets there because Greg is absolutely the the, 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 the Kyle McGuinness champion, I think, of the podcast. Oh, nah, oh, oh, yeah. he's been he's been he's been terrific. He's scoring goals from midfield. He's given us everything that we wanted. Uh, attacking and player to give us last season. Um, his influence on the games is, is cannot be understated I don't think he's got that energy he's got that athleticism um, I did see a, a tweet I can't remember where it was with a picture of Jack Sterling the upgrade button and Kyle McGuinness and I've got to be honest it's only a few games in the season but I thoroughly agree
0: There's a real balance in the midfield in there, isn't there with, with Jake Doyle Hayes and then Newell and Kyle McGuinness <laughs> at, at the sort of number 10 position Steve proper Ted, footballers right. Yeah Yeah now, that was, I'm going to go
2: for Jake, Jake Doyle Hayes because he is a proper <laughs> football player um, and he's not Gogic, so he gets my vote this week
0: and actually just uh, so we never mentioned it earlier um, how the fuck did Ross Callahan get sent off or at least both oh, twice, man, Jake Doyle Hayes earlier
3: I, I think the, the Harry Clark one's worse Harry yeah. Clark by yeah. the way, shout out to him he has been Easter Road twice this season and been beaten. <laughs> played for Arsenal in, the, for Arsenal in the, the the friendly defeat and he's and he's been uh, beaten for Ross County. So two trips to Easter Road, two defeats. Up key. Okay.
2: <laughs> well this one is not a third time lucky, please God Hibs no.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that I say that that pretty much wraps us up there. And um, thank you very much for listening again this week. Hopefully Hibs are through in the League Cup, through in Europe by the time we're recording again next Monday Cheers Thank
1: you